and welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers podcast. Today, I have a very, very exciting guest, uh, Condola Rashad. How are you feeling today? What's up? I'm feeling sunny today. <laughs> I don't know. It was amazing. As soon as we start talking, I don't know if it's the show or just my voice or what it is, but the lighting just hit you perfectly right there. I didn't know. It? <laughs> I realized it too. I was like, oh, here we are. We have arrived. <laughs> we, yeah. It's like that. What do, what do they call it? That golden hour. My wife always <laughs> trying to take pictures at five o'clock for IG. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we start each one of our conversations on my show by helping our listeners understand how the individual we're talking to got to where they are. So we like for you to walk us through the arc of your career. And you've had well over a decade of steady, critically acclaimed performances on stage and television. At what point did you realize that acting was your passion? Well, I've always known. I, I, I was born a storyteller. Storytelling runs in my family. It's something that just genetically flows through us, starting with my grandmother, Vivian Ayers Allen. So I've always known I was a storyteller. And, you know, as a young person, actually my first expression, and even now, is music. Um, but I was always with my mother when she was, you know, not only filming a television show, but my mother did a lot of theater as a young person, when I was a young person. So as a young person, I spent a lot of time in the theater with her. Um, and so I was able to see the process of theater from the table reading to the rehearsals, to tech rehearsals, to, you know, revising, to opening night. So I was there seeing the whole thing, not just the red carpet and the reviews and all the things that most people are, you know, associate with what it is that we do. But I was there from seeing the seed all the way to the flower. And I became very um, passionate about what that journey was and is because it's like sand art, you know, it's like we spend all this time and we create this thing and then we blow it and it goes away and then we move on, you know? So something about that has always spoken to me. So. Oh man, I, it sounds, and you know, I, I was probably going to get to this later in the, in the show, but uh, you know, I've had some amazing uh, actors on this show. Uh, and a lot of whom are now on TV who have a background in theater. Um, but most of them get more gratification out of theater because of the immediacy of the crowd. Tell me which one do you prefer and why? So I don't have a preference, but I will say theater. Absolutely. There is, there is something about theater that is you, you can't really recreate what that is. Um, so there is something very special about theater. And also I, I enjoy film. I enjoy, you know, television. They, they each, they all have their golden coins. Um, but yes, theater is just the, the, how in the moment theater is, is something that can't be recreated, right? Because it literally cannot be recreated. You're literally, you might be doing the same show in terms of the same work, but it's never the same performance. So everybody that comes and depending on where you sit, everybody's receiving something different. Whereas with television and film, yes, people are receiving from their own filters. So in that way, it's a new experience. But the product is the product. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Like the final product of the thing is what it is. You know, you don't get to go back and fix it. And you can watch it and be like, oh, I don't know why I made that choice. But you can't go back and fix it. Whereas theater, you're constantly re renewing the form, you know. So. Yeah. No, I, I as I was told, the uh, the gratification of that uh, of that immediacy and having that crowd there is unlike 
anything else. But the pay being on TV and movies is, is a little different. Uh, I ask all, you know, uh, actors this, but when you're deciding whether to take a role or not, what has to jump out at you for you to say yes? And even more importantly, is there a role that you've turned down that you later saw and wish that you'd taken? What has to jump out at me is where's the challenge? I always look for what's the challenge. Is this something that I feel that in my scope of work is kind of along the lines of something that I've done or that I've been doing or that is my comfort zone? And if so, if I really, really, really like it, I might still do it. But for the most part, I always go for where the challenge is. And that it doesn't necessarily always mean, you know, what the largest role is or what the most lines of a role is. In fact, when I was in a play, Trip to Bountiful with our beloved Miss Cicely Tyson. Oh man, she was a guest so on the I show. Yes. I with all my heart every day. Uh, that challenge for that, I played uh, a role in that. And that challenge there was, it was actually quite a simple role. And it was very supporting of Miss Tyson's role. So already I was going to say yes because it's Miss Tyson. But of course. In terms of the actual role itself, my challenge was because on the on the page, this character might have appeared to uh just be kind of a you know straight edge character and not maybe not I, my challenge was how do I find the depth in this character? How do I find all of these colors, how do I find an arc when it's actually so straightforward? So in that case, it actually wasn't about how much I had to do, but actually how I could portray a character effectively and colorfully that actually didn't really have that much to do. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like, me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. You know, she, she, speaking of Ms. Tyson, was one of... I mean, if not the best guest, we've had over a hundred guests from Hillary Clinton to to everyone you can imagine. But her grace, it was the last interview she did before she passed, which brings me to a question of when you think about the art that you perform, who are some of the uh, women or men 
uh, that you look up to. And it seems like, and the reason I ask you is because I know, I think about Cicely Tyson, I think about Sidney Poitier, and um, are there any ones that you want to give uh, their flowers to while they're living as well? Oh, the list goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. Miss Tyson absolutely is, was, and is <laughs> my heart. <laughs> Miss um, Vanessa Williams, I had the pleasure. Uh, I've, I've had, a, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've had so many opportunities to work with such legendary stories. Yeah, I don't even know if I could get in the presence of Vanessa Williams and utter words. I, oh yeah, she's... no, that's my fairy godmother. I love her with all heart. You know, from there to uh, Alf- Miss Alfre Woodard, of course, and Miss Jill Scott, and mm. Adapero Oduye, who I worked with, and. Um, Viola Davis, I've never worked with, but I know her from a, a young person. Um, when I was little, she and my mother were in an off-Broadway play called Everybody's Ruby, which was about Zora Neale Hurston. And so I've been knowing Viola for a long time. I've been knowing Viola was the force that she is for a long time. And I used to, I was this little kid and I used to just go and play in her dressing room all the time. But that's my memory of Miss Viola Davis. <laughs> But it's no. something. It's something about those South Carolina roots. Shout out to to Viola <laughs> Davis from South Carolina and, yeah. and many others from South yeah. Carolina, mm-hmm. for sure. Let's talk about billions for okay. people who have been under a rock and haven't caught any of the prior five seasons. First of all, with the way shows are getting cut right now, making it to five seasons is an utter blessing. And yeah. uh, those. Uh, uh, those checks get bigger each season. So shout out and congrats to that. Tell folk for who've been living under a rock, what is the show about? And who is Kate Sacker, who I love? I would say in a nutshell, it is a financial drama. That's pretty funny. And it, it was, and now it's transforming, a kind of a cat-mouse chase between the attorney general and this huge hedge funder. So it's basically this, cat and mouse game between law and billionaires and this is that's the that's the overview i could go into many many different ways of getting in there but that's the that's the scope of the thing and it was between um chuck rhodes played by paul giamatti and axelrod played by damien lewis and now uh, damien lewis has left the show and now we are going into a new world with this new billionaire played by Corey stoll named Prince. And so it's a new journey. Axelrod was very brash. Axelrod was very, you know, he was energetically, he was very fiery Mars energy. And now we have this new character. And I find it very interesting because as I'm watching it, and normally I don't watch the I was about to say, wait a minute, pause. So wait a minute, like I, my, I, news, CNN is vastly different than what you do. I never watch myself. Uh, I never I, do either. Normally, <laughs> till afterwards. So normally with billions, like I've seen some of the episodes in the past, but always much later than when they come out. But this season, because there are some twists and turns, both with the character and also in the show, I genuinely am, am just very curious to see like, oh, like, what does the show look like now? I'm, I, I'm like all y'all. I, I actually want to watch it. I want to see. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. So as I'm watching the show, it's very interesting because we have this new character and I'm very fascinated. Like, I genuinely want to know what happens, even though I'm on the show and I should know what happens. I don't. And I, I am, um, I just, you just forget. It all becomes a big blur when you're working on it. But um, 
this new character, Prince, is this very seemingly gracious character who seems to be on the quote unquote right side of things, morally mm. speaking. Yeah. Which, as much as he can. And so that creates a little bit more of an intrigue for me only because you is you're like is this a good am i for this guy i don't know or? if i believe that i don't know exactly. if i believe that exactly. <laughs> yeah. so that's why you gotta keep watching <laughs> you, you know i'm a fan of the show and and your character has grown a lot on the show yeah. from yeah. being chuck's staff lawyer to being his trusted advisor yeah and at some point uh starting to think and act like chuck uh Respectfully. Um, oh, hey. so, so talk about the growth of your character. Yeah. And without spoiling anything, what can we look forward to in the new season as the iteration? Because watching you transform and being a lawyer, you kind of see people who grow similarly to the way that you did. Okay. Well, Kate Zacker is a very ambitious, I would say quite serious person. It's funny when when people meet me and they don't know me. And they sometimes they put together that I'm on the show. They're always like, but I, where? Because I'm like, yeah, no, it's a character. I'm nothing like the In fact, the character. I was That's actually really good to know. Thank you for that. Because, you know, some oh. people are their character. but No, <laughs> I would say honestly, in almost every way down to fashion, polar opposite. Like just absolutely I'm way goofier than Kate Tucker. But um, uh, but she's fun to play because of, because of that. But um, she's very ambitious. She's very driven. She comes from a well um, endowed family. She is someone who is not ashamed of that, but also has utilized her wit and her ambition and her intellect to get to where she is. So she doesn't rest on anything. Um, and she's got very, very big ambitions. And I, it's funny for me, the growth of that character has been, I think she came into that office with a very straight understanding of what her path was. You know, I'm going to work for this, man. I'm going to get to where I'm going. And I think as she got more embedded in that world, it seems that she starts to learn from Chuck and just learn from being in it, kind of the darker side of what that world can be. And some of that, the road is not necessarily such a straight road. <laughs> and that even though her goal is still to do well in the world, it's interesting that she's learned, and again, I don't necessarily believe that this is necessary, but in the context of the story and in the context of, I guess, how our society lives, which is all changing, but that's another other conversation. But it's a whole other show. Yeah. A whole other show. But in the context of the world that we're in, uh, she is finding that in order to get to where she's going, she's got to make a few little dark turns to get there. And so she does. Um, and, she does, um, yes. And so she does. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so that just continues to grow that certain level of just a little cut it gets more cutting edge as the seasons go on um but i think really what we see from about season three onward through season five is there's a little bit of a frustration because i think she's aware that she's kind of overqualified for what it is that she's being given to do and she's kind of waiting, you know, she's kind of on this clock because there's these promises of like, hey, if you stick with me this long, I will get you to where you need to go. So she's kind of like, okay, fine. But that motion's not, it's just not moving fast enough, right? So without giving anything away. 
that's a good I mean you 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 didn't tell me much but told me a lot so I'm I'm more interested in watching how she gets to where she wants to go yeah this episode is brought to you by Viore I love sports I know you do too I also know that lots of you exercise but if you're like me and my wife the the beloved sports gal you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Yeah, we talked about it earlier about how shows very rarely make it this far. I don't know the average length of shows now in Hollywood and beyond. I can just tell you they don't last five, six seasons. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. From your perch and perspective, though, and having been around this industry since you were born into it, mm -hmm. why do you think Billions has been so successful? And where do you, where do you think in this new season uh, they will take viewers that they haven't been before? Yeah. So I think, well, I, you know, again, I, I don't really know. I mean, I know that the writing, people love the writing, which is great. I think the cast is phenomenal. So we got that. You got a phenomenal cast. You've got uh, really intellectual and, and, and witty writing. So and then I think people just love at the time, I think people just loved the drama between this Chuck Rhodes and this Axel Rock character and also the gravity, the the gravitas of that Axelrod character I think really just drew people in but now that character is no longer there and we have Prince so I think what's what I'm excited about and from what I remember of filming season six which we did this last year <laughs> this is hilarious that you're <laughs> like I, I was there but I can't really remember, I really remember. what I was there for <laughs> like I said sand art once it's over I don't know clean slate I don't remember um I blocked it out but um <laughs> but um 
What I'm very excited about and what I would encourage for people to tune in specifically in season six, like I said, because of this new character, the entire show shifts because Mm -hmm. that lead character of Axelrod kind of set the tone for what the show was. Now we have a new kind of lead billionaire character. And instead of having that be topical, which is like, okay, we're going to use the same formula, but just add this new character. This new character kind of set us up for a new formula in terms of how the show works. Now, again, it's the still same drama between the two and how that works. But I feel like because this character is a little bit more subtle and there's a lot of layers there and you don't really know what to think, every character kind of takes that on. So it becomes more mysterious this season where you're really like, wait, I really need to know. I don't know which side I'm supposed to be. Like It gets deeper in that way. And I think the character development this season is a lot um, richer. Which Man, is really they, y'all go, they y'all go messing with my anxiety, but that's okay. We'll tune, <laughs> we'll tune in. When will season six premiere and how can we watch the show? Yeah, well, season six actually premiered last Sunday, which was what? February? No. February. January. No, that's, you had me walking down the wrong path with you. January, it, it, January 23rd. Okay, okay great. January 23rd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's on Showtime. And it the second episode will be on Sunday. It's every Sunday. Um, yeah. So just a couple more questions before I get you out of here. You can continue to change the world with your art. Uh, for individuals who are listening to this show and people come for... Uh, I always think they come to hear my voice, but they really don't. They come for the politics and the sports and the entertainment, the culture and the art. Um, Talk to people about how they can be like you. What are some of the steps that people can take if their goal is to move to New York or move to L.A. or get into TV or get into theater? And they hear these stories about going to be a bartender and, you know, trying to get these gigs. How can how can people start down that path? Okay. well, first of all, I would say. Definitely don't try to be like me. (laughs) Just be you. And then I would say, diligence. If you have the impulse, if you have the spark to move through space as an artist, to offer yourself as an artist, the road can be tough. But it is possible and it is necessary and needed. We need artists, we need them, we need you. But be diligent and know why you're doing what you're doing. For example, are you doing this for Instagram followers? Are you doing this for- (laughs) Preach now, go ahead. Recognition, are you doing this to wear a beautiful dress on a red carpet? Are you doing this for an award? Are you doing this for a nomination? Now, here's the thing. If that is why you're doing this, there's no judgment here. There's no right or wrong. That's your journey. But understand that if that is why you're doing this, you may be setting yourself up for a role that is not as fulfilling as it would be if you were doing this because it is what you have to offer. Not about what people will give you and how you will be seen, but what it is that you have to offer to everyone else. If you can come at it with that mindset, Even when the road gets tough, you never lose your light because you're driven from something else. I mean, that's a I mean, that's a very, very, very powerful answer. I was going to begin to pursue my artistic career because people tell me often I look like a a young Denzel. 
from glory. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Especially when the light hits me. Uh, But, you know, I'm going to hold off on that and stay in my lane. How can people find (laughs) you? What what projects are you working on? What are your socials? Anything new you can tell us about? Because when I ask this question to folk, they'd be like, oh, I'm working on this top secret Marvel thing and I can't tell you. Yeah, no, I can. Okay, so I am my social. I really am on Instagram. I don't I don't really utilize Twitter so much, but my Instagram handle is Dola Bunny. Um, Dola Funny or Dola Bunny? Dola Bunny. My mom call me Bunny, so Dola Bunny. And um, I am working on some very exciting things. Um, In 2020, I released my first solo um, visual album under the name Dola. Okay. And is so, it like lemonade? I mean, is it that good? Is it is, is that yeah, what you're talking about? All it, right. I'm it's self-produced, so it was really fun. Um, but yeah, so Space Daughter, and that's on you can find that anywhere. And the music is on any every platform you can find. So right now, because it's a it's a you know, it's a conceptual album for the past five months and for the next month, I am working on the music for part two of that project. It's a sequel, y'all. And the way that I rock is like similar with films. You know, if you're going to make a sequel, it better be better. Got to be better. Got to be better. So um, I'll be working on that. And then I start the, I'll get into the video process of that this summer once it's been mixed and mastered. So um, that's kind of my life right now. Um, And then I am headed to Italy for a while. I have this, I have a very, that's a whole other journey we can talk about, but I have like a very deep connection with Italy. And so I learned the language and, um, I will be working from there a bit. And so that's an, a next chapter of my life. I love that. I love that subtle humility. I'm going to go spend time with my my other people, my second language in Italy. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Condola, for joining us today. Shout out to your family um, yeah. and everybody for their great contributions to our culture. Um, we love you. And anything we can do to support you, we will. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day to you, too. All right.